Welcome to DBP, the Drunk Bitches Podcast. I'm Jamie. And I'm Sarah. Each episode, we pair a wine with a topic where you get more lip with each sip. So let's get started. But first, pass the wine, bitch. Hello, and welcome to episode five of DBP. How you doing? Fantastic. <laughs> How about you? I'm doing well. Good. Um, so today we're going to be talking about our wine uh, from Portugal, Confidencial. Reserva, which I think just means reserve. Um, and it's a, it's Tinto red, which is a red wine. Tinto meaning red in Portugal. Uh, and it's a 2013. So it is a wine from Lisboa, mm. which is really Lisbon. And I have had... Uh, mm. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just reading the back of the bottle. Jamie it just makes things sound way fancier when you read it in Portuguese. Yeah. And there's a little sticker on here that says that it is um, what got 91 points from Wine Enthusiast. Look at at that. Choice of 2013. So we'll see how that goes. Oh, I like that. Yeah. All right. So I'm really excited. And our topic today, Jamie, is about um, keeping our keeping our life private in these in this day and age, and and what you know with the age of uh, social media. And everything being online and mm-hmm. your credit cards and, and things like that. How do you keep things confidential? And what else and what types of things do you want to put out there? And what do you, what are you aware of that you're even putting out there that you might not know? Yeah. Very uh, timely, I think. Very timely. Isn't there some controversies going on? I think there are a few. Yeah. Um, so why I'm going to pop I'm gonna open, open this wine. Pop open that bottle of wine. I, I really like Portuguese wine. I don't know that I've had like a lot of Portuguese wine. So I was in Portugal, everyone, and it was absolutely amazing. Now, the wine that when I was in Portugal, it was mostly from like the Algarve and Duro. And so I have never actually had wine from Lisbon. So yeah, she's got to be oh, interesting. That was good. Uh, so, you know. I'm excited. It's a squeaky cork, man. It is a squeaky cork. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that, but uh, there's a little. Well, all right. So what? Okay, what year is it? 2013. It's a 2013. Yeah. I'm just gonna compare this while well, Sarah's gonna pour our glasses. I'm just gonna compare. So I just opened another bottle of 2013 of a different wine last night, and let me tell you, a I cracked the cork, and b the wine had bled like more than two thirds of the way oh, up the cork. That's a bad sign, everyone. If bad sign. Ever, if you if that ever happens, you better get another bottle ready. Yeah. So this particular cork looks, I mean, I'd say fantastic. Like really. So it is squeaky clean, and it seems to be. Uh, yeah, and I, you know, we should have aerated this, but oh well. It's all right. It's okay. It's a real world, real world experience. Well. Uh, well, I will say is that we just we're we just were at a wine tasting. What? <laughs> huh? We were just we at were? a wine tasting. Yeah. Oh yes, we were. Um, <laughs> it and, wasn't that great. No, it was kind of disappointing. Yeah. I mean, it was a beautiful view, but the wine was disappointing. Yeah, yeah. Um, we won't delve into it too deeply, but there was someone I was sitting next to who said that she learned that there's like. You shouldn't swirl your wine before you take a first sip. 
Be, Why is that? So that you can compare like what that aeration does to the wine. Itself. Oh, I, I agree. I've done so, that. I've aerated wine before and put one in one glass and then poured the like before I've aerated it in another glass and then yeah. compared the compared the different tasting. I've never done that. Yeah, I did that the other night. Did you? Yes. I've never done it. It was cool. I just don't know. I mean, I mean, it was cool because I'm kind of a wine nerd. So I was like telling my husband, I'm like, drink this. Can you taste the difference? He's like, get away from me. Yeah. Just give me that wine. My husband would say, no, it's red wine. He's like, it's "It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) It's fine. Just give me a glass. Yes. All right. Well, cheers. Cheers. Mm. Mm. All right. I think it does need to breathe a little bit. A little bit. It's pretty good. It's got some tannins. It's a little tart. It's yeah. actually like a rubyish color. Yeah, it's very pretty. This um, I do get dark cherry in. Yeah, a little bit. But let's uh, let's let it breathe. Let's let people. it breathe for a little bit as we dive into our topic tonight. Well, let's actually talk a little bit about the wine itself before, because you sure. pulled some really interesting information from the website. Yeah. So this is a thirteen point five percent ABV alcohol by volume, as we said before. Um, is it like a meat? That's probably like a medium. Yeah, it's about a medium. It's actually a really good price point. How much did you get it for? I got this one for eleven dollars um, on sale, and wow. it's usually like thirteen. Okay, so I mean, a pretty affordable wine and, for a lot and of people, for yeah. a ninety-one points. Not that I put it again. I never put too much into the wine enthusiast points. Yeah, but I mean, there is some someone out there thinks it's great. So yeah. I mean. <laughs> Hopefully hey, we do too. Hopefully we do too. But yeah, I, I think that's a great price. I yeah. mean, you can't go wrong. No, know? that's actually really decent, especially considering, I mean, it's it's Portuguese wine and I feel like I don't really see a ton of Portuguese wine. You kind of got to be um, on it. the lookout for it. Yeah. And I usually am just because I went there and I loved it so much. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, you got to be on the lookout for it. And again... You know, I don't know if this is the time to get into Portuguese wine country because this is this particular wine's from Lisbon, and I don't really know too much about um, Lisbon wine. But from what I got from the um, from my little research, <laughs> it's produced by Casa Santos Lima. Okay, that makes me feel like I'm very cultured when I say that. When you say that? Yeah. It's a medium bodied and fruity and dry wine is the description. Awesome. Um, as we start drinking it, I would agree with some of, some of that. Uh, and I just want to read the, um, the wine enthusiast review, which I found for this actual varietal, the 2013 vintage. This particular vintage. Yeah. yeah. It says... Six months in a mix of French and Portuguese oak has given this wine a rich, smooth character produced from a field's blend of more than 40, 40 different... That's unreal. ...varieties. <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I mean, I 40? want the list. I want I know. the list. The wine is stylishly structured and ripe with blackberry fruits. It is still young, and although it is drinkable now, it will be better... In 2017. And we are in 2018 now. Yeah. So that review that you read is from 2016. So, I mean, that was still think about it's aged another two years, basically. Yeah. Um, That 40 different varietals, though, does that not strike you as something that's like mildly alarming? And the only reason I say it is. Yeah. Okay. Like if you're drinking something that's made up of 40 different varietals. Are you truly getting any 
particular characteristic? I don't like, know. How I do mean, you figure that out? I mean, this says it has traditional fermentation techniques with long maceration and oak aging period. Well, so that's what that means that they destem it, they crush the grapes slightly, they let it sit there for a long time, and they let it soak with the skins on? Thank you for explaining to everyone what maceration is. In five seconds? In five seconds. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it means. Um, you know, it's got, this says it has oak notes and an agreeably pronounced acid, acidity. I would, I mean, I think mm-hmm. I get a little bit of oak. Um, not too much though. And I think there's some acidity with some probably like medium high-ish tannins. So like the tannins are there, right? That astringency, that sort of dryness in your mouth. It is at the end, yeah. And a little bit of a tartness, mm-hmm. if you will. Mm-hmm. But I actually think that it all goes well well together. You know, I I don't mind this wine. Mm-mm. Maybe after we've drank the wine. I mean, I will, I will tell you this. Okay, everyone. We went to a wine tasting today. And the, we tasted a wine that was $120. Stop it. First of all, first of all, it was a white wine. Okay. It was a Chardonnay. This, dare I say, is better than some of the $50 wines we tried tonight. Oh my God. Absolutely. I, we drink a lot of, we drink what 10, do we have like 10 different wines? Yes. And I think that we were really only sold on one of them. Yeah. Uh, and oddly enough, it was a white grape, but it was, it's really amazing how different palettes people have and what people pick up on. And so as we do our tastings and you know, the things that we read, like we always take everything with a grain of salt because everybody perceives things in a different manner and has different, um, I guess different perceptions. Yeah. And yep. different, uh, it's like Pavlov, right? So like if you drink hot cocoa with somebody, like every time you drink it, if you drink it with somebody who you really, really love, every time you drink it, you're always going to have this really good feeling. Oh, you're you know? so wise, Jamie. And so it's like, if you have like your grandmother's place, like smells it's like vanilla. It is association. It's like they say scent is the strongest, uh, Thing tied, your strongest sense tied to memory is your sense. Yes, yes, and absolutely. so like that's you know why one of my I don't know one of the wines I tasted tonight smelled like chicken. I've never chicken. actually had that um, before. Yeah, but that was a hundred twenty dollar bottle of shard. I know we digress. We digress. I, I'm enjoying Sorry. this this, this eleven dollar bottle of wine. <laughs> I I am picking up that it uh, again has the tannins, has the acidity to kind of like round out that balance, that character, that structure in it. Um, I'm get, picking up those red fruits as well. Did you say cherry before? Did I make that? I up? got cherry, yeah, mm. um, off the beginning. But I do get that tannin at the end, and um, it's it, it does have some more dark fruit in there. I'm not exactly sure. I can't pinpoint what besides the cherry that I that I taste. But I maybe um, if I knew what boysenberry. Oh, we like, talked about this. We talked about I feel this like episode one. Oh, it tastes like boysenberry. Episode. Like, I heard. Goose, oh. I heard gooseberry today. Goose, yeah, and I'm like, I'm what, like what is that? Who eats that? What is that? Who eats that? Do the you? woman couldn't even describe it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, listen. So I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna sound really sophisticated. Everyone be like, this tastes like boysenberry. That's fine. Okay. Okay. All right. So um, there was another thing that you had uh, found and written about, and mm-hmm. it says there's a great diversity of complex aromas of ripe red fruits and vanilla, fine tannins, velvety finish, some acidity and complexity. I agree with that, except I don't get the vanilla. I don't get vanilla either, but it could be, I mean, it could be at the like very, oak very aging, end. Yeah. But I don't know that I've ever really under- heard about Portuguese oak. 
specifically, which is what the wine enthusiast um, thing said. I've heard of it, but I don't really know much about it. Yeah. So I think we're going to have to look into that and educate everybody for one of our other Portuguese wine. Yeah. Because barrels made from different types of woods and different types of woods found in different locations impart different flavors, flavors yep. and have a varied effect on your wine. So anyway, more about that. But so far, this is drinking really well. I like it. Yeah. All right. So now getting into our topic, our confidential, um, you know, so everyone, this is spelled (laughs) confidential. So I keep, we keep saying this, like we're all fancy, but really (laughs) we're not fancy. (laughs) There's a C instead of a T for confidential. So I think that's just probably like the Portuguese version anyway. (laughs) Yeah, so we're going to sound So we're just fancier. really saying confidential, but we're like, oh, it's confidential. Confidential. I'm so fancy. So, um, <laughs> all right. So I feel like, you know, we talked a little bit about in episode two, right? Or millennials, mm-hmm. right? We talked a little bit about the age of technology, sort of where that's taking us. <clears throat> and also, you know, kind of what that means for our particular generation, which... I think that, you know, for us identifying more as the Xennial generation, we find that there's still so much in life that is not associated or attributed to sort of the technological advances. Like we still enjoy sort of that live life without that, you know, uh-huh. constant uh-huh. bind and uh, to technology. But in this day and age, let's be honest, it's very, very difficult to escape any of that. It's so difficult. Right. I mean, look, you can choose not to be on social media, but what aspect of your life isn't somehow tied to some sort of... It's very difficult not to make that decision because everybody is out there. Yeah. And so you're almost a hermit if you're not. So do you want to choose to be involved in what's going on in the everyday world, which is social media, or do you choose to be a hermit? I mean, I. but here's the thing. I, I... I understand if you don't want to be on it. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Well, we've talked before. We're not on Twitter. We don't even know what that is. Um, <laughs> no, but I, I feel like DVP is going to have to bite the bullet and get on Twitter. If anybody wants to be our social media person, hit us up. Hit us up. <laughs> We'd appreciate some assistance. I need some help. We need help. Um, we Tweet need, us. We, no, don't. No, don't. <laughs> Email us. Email us. DBPcheers at gmail.com. Drop us a line. But, um, yeah, it's very, very difficult. And not only the social media aspect, but again, like, you know, there's all these, if you take public transportation, there's all these apps, right? You can use like online, like apps for your actual fare. You can pay for your meter on an app. Yes. Thank God. I mean, I haven't done Thinking about how much change I don't have in my car. But I mean... It's really cool. I, I had to do it when I was just in St. Louis. That's cool. I was like, thank God these people have like the pay, like the, I don't know, Pays, passport parking. Whatever it, what it is. But I mean, as so as we're all involved in all these different aspects of social media, what can you actually keep private? And what do people know that you don't think they do? Who's watching oh, us? Oh, shit. That's like... Who's watching us? A million dollar question. I mean... Can you actually know... You, I feel like I think that I don't put that, I don't put a ton out there. Like I don't, 
post on Facebook like every I, day. I don't, I don't either. I don't post personal things and I get some flack from some family members, you know, like, I don't know what's going on in your life. And I'm like, well. But I don't know if it's about what you post. It's both. Is don't it, you think it's both? I think it's both, but I also think it it's about how much you give other platforms access to without mm. knowing. Mm-hmm. You know? That's a really interesting point, yeah. So, like, maybe I don't post all the time, but maybe I'm somehow giving access. Ooh. I feel like you're segueing super well into something that I think that both you and I have talked about before. So, you might not post things. Uh Uh-huh. But do you like things on Facebook? Well, I I mean, I just have fun pressing that button. Sure. But tell me. It's a thumbs up. Absolutely. But don't you think that Facebook and third parties who purchase their stuff... Don't you think that they are paying attention to what your likes are and having some sort of algorithm to say, oh, hey, they like this. Ooh, let's shoot this ad towards Do you know them. what's so weird? Well, this is what I find weird. Yes. Okay, if I like something on Facebook and then I get an ad for it. Oh, my God. I'm like, okay, okay, I liked it on Facebook and now I have an ad for it. Uh, weird, fine, but it's... it's it, it makes, makes a little bit of sense because it's within the same platform, right? What weirds me out is when I am online and I'm like, Amazon, I need pink socks. Yes. And I don't know why, but today I need pink socks. And Amazon's like, I don't even like pink, but today I need pink socks. And Amazon's, Amazon's, Amazon's like, let me look for pink socks for you. And then I'm, okay. And then I'm like, ah, these aren't the pink socks for me. I'll come back. Right. Then you then log into like, your email. And I'm like, let me go to Nord- what Nordstrom, what kind of. Pink socks is Nordstrom has. And I'm like, oh, they don't they don't have the pink socks I want, but they have yellow socks. And then all of a sudden I'm on Facebook and I'm getting ads for freaking pink socks. Can you tell me how Facebook knows what I was looking at on Amazon? Yeah, because they that, use like your cookies and like all that stupid yes, shit. And that's Listen, when I get weirded out. Yes. And so that's why it's always good to clear your cash. I've learned this. Cash, like like Cash Not money? Your, no, I wish. Hey, As I'll let you clear your cash with me. <laughs> Jamie, if you need someone to clear that cash, I got I got I'll, you I just got a slot. I got a slot right over here. Um, no, like in your in your browsers. Like you're supposed to like oh, go to like how about your delete. Cookies? Yeah, yeah, Is yeah. That the same thing? All of that. It's like there's like multiple parts to it. Are you gonna okay. do it right now? Yeah. Mm, no, I I think it. you're going to Is but, that the same thing? I, they're different, okay. but you have to, in order to completely wipe out your stuff, like you have to clear all of it. Now I've learned that because there are certain things like at work, not that I look up weird things, but like certain things where I try to log into certain like SharePoint accesses or something like that. And somebody's like, Oh, well, you probably need to clear your cash and clear the cookies because it's still somehow remembering what you entered Months before. And I was like, say what? <clears throat> Why? Uh-huh. And that is something so, um, what's the word? Meaningless, right? Right. Like, it's like a work thing. I'm like, okay, fine. Like, I'll do that. But when you actually take what my IT guy told me and apply it to everything else, like, think of how much stuff you've stored within your browser alone that it's just, like, building on and building on. Right. And should... People have access to it or should, you know, Apple, HP, Windows, whomever, like share information, third party, like, I, what do you, what do you, what do you do? I, I'm not sure. 
I, I think it's, it's very, it's a hard situation. Yeah. I think that they don't give us a choice. Yeah. I mean, I feel the same way, but technically we do have a choice and we could choose not to use certain things, not to opt into certain things. And like, you know, it's like all these like stupid privacy things, right? I get them on crazy apps. But in some way, and they're like, do you agree to all these terms? I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Scroll down to the bottom, except hit okay. Yeah, but I feel like it's it's almost playing on your on on just your naivete. Yes, and naivete and vulnerability, and your desire to participate in whatever this technology allows supersedes what you feel like your breach of privacy is not saying that we all knowingly understand the full we don't and i'd like to sit in one of these lawyer meetings oh shit i know right and be like what are you guys talking about because i'm sure they use loopholes i'm sure they do and language that you quite don't understand yeah if they they said in big bold letters please sign here that you agree that so-and-so is going to see everything that you do. You're not going to click yes on no. that. I mean, some of you might. <laughs> but the thing is, like, if you're right. If they put things in more simple terms, because it is unnecessarily, in my opinion, and lawyers, by all means, I'm sure that you feel very differently. But... No, they don't. That's their job, is to make it so that you don't understand it. The confusing jargon. Yeah. There are so many things that I've read that I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Right. And so I think that if we put things in much more simple terms, especially, I mean, just like trying to make it so that the majority of the population like understands like what's going on, like and make sure that everybody can understand what's going on, Uh right? You speak Uh in layman's terms. You don't speak in that crazy jargon. Yeah. So, yeah, I I mean, I'm with you. Like, I think that there are ways that they could improve it. But, um, you know, I think that too, you know, I think that there is still a desire from a lot of our population that they want to be part of a broader community. And these social media outlets offer a way for them to do that without a lot of extra effort. Of course. Right? No one's thinking that. No one's yeah. thinking they're going to go on Facebook and or go on, Am- like, go on Amazon and try and shop for something and then all of yeah. a sudden Facebook is like, ooh. Yeah. Did you know well, that you want this? Yeah. Did you know? Did you, you know you this. want this? You need it. I get that all the time. I emails mean, from Amazon. So what about a... Uh, Facebook's whole controversy about what's going on with that. Do you know about the, how they gave our stuff third party? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so it was interesting because, uh, the article that you found, I read, and I thought that it was Mark Zuckerberg's Mark Zuckerberg said some interesting things and basically that, Um, I'm trying to paraphrase. It was something along the lines of, we need to take, we need to pay careful attention to our personal stuff. Mm -hmm. And we, it's like up to us to kind of manage that. Uh But at the same time, Facebook or other companies have a responsibility to keep our information safe. And if they Mm -hmm. don't, they should be held accountable. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, Yes, 
companies, people, individuals, this goes far above and beyond this whole situation, but there needs to be more accountability, I think, in society today Yes. for, listen, you got to take care of yourself, right? You got to look out for number one. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Do what you can. You do yep. your due diligence and you try to make the best decisions. Yep. You can't assume that somebody else is always going to look out for you because guess what? They're not. Um, these companies though, right? When we are choose to be patrons of certain organizations, certain companies, things like that, we are basically saying, I'm going to hand over X, Y, and Z. Maybe it's my, my financial information. Maybe it's my, um, location. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's access to my entire contact list. I, I don't know, but I am saying that I am entrusting this particular company to manage that. And if that company cannot manage it, they should be held accountable. How, I mean, I'm just going to segue this and I don't have to go down my little rabbit hole. (laughs) Speaking of Facebook, but, um, I, so the firm that we used for our taxes this year had a huge company breach. Oh, right. You told me about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so significant that we could not file electronically, which is crazy. Ye- yes, uh, meaning that it was that big of an issue that literally everything else got fucked up. Because sometimes you can have, like, I guess there can be certain breaches where, like, it's not really that big of an issue. You get some sort of a pin, and blah 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 blah. Everything's fine. This was like to the extent that, yeah, that's a big freaking mm-hmm. deal, and mm-hmm. so. Like, thank, I mean, thankfully for me, like, my personal information was not compromised. Be- right. Because I hadn't been there prior to this particular year. But my husband's was. And, like, so that therefore impacted the rest of us. But, like, right. bank accounts, other, you know, personal information. Like, that was all essentially accessible and potentially accessed by mm-hmm. these people or whomever it was. And so, you know, it's like even how can you trust anybody these days? It's really hard to. Even looking at the the breaches that were released, just announced this year. That doesn't even mean they were conducted this year. That means that they were announced this year. It's it's pretty absurd. It's not even like just online. It's in person too. It's stores. It's grocery stores. It's, It's like clothing stores. It's fast food restaurants. Listen, I think at this point, everyone will at some point in their lives have some breach of data. Absolutely. Depending on what it is. And you just got to be prepared at these days to like know what you need to do. Yeah. Um, if that happens. And unfortunately, like, do you have, do you have certain things that you do to hopefully avoid that or make it less painful? So I always use a certain credit card Mm -hmm. and I, just use that credit card. And I figure, you know what? If you hack my credit card, oh, well. Because here's the thing. My bank is going to let me know right away. Right. And it's not my cash. And then... Exactly. I, I keep a close eye on it anyways. So, all right, if you hack my credit card, big deal. Like, it's not... I'm not going to have to pay for it. Like, that's the whole point. I think, yeah. And, and then, like, fine. So, I don't use my debit card. And... You know, I'm really careful about that because 
That's cash, right? So Exactly. And granted, these are all just numbers in a bank, but like, really, that's but your cash. They're more than numbers. Yeah. And then your credit's your credit. And like, I mean, my bank does a pretty good job of alerting me. Agreed. And so I don't know I, how, I don't know what their thing is. It's some insane But it's amazing. But I mean, I, props to them, because they even send me a text. Mm-hmm. Like, are you making this transaction? And there's been a few times where I'm like, no, I am not spending a hundred and $60 at Walmart in Florida, you know? So, so, well, and that's the thing, like for, I mean, for the amount of travel that I do, I'm surprised that I don't get it even more, mm-hmm. but at the same time, every time they do it, it's spot on. It's spot on. And I think part of it is, is like, if you just made a transaction in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and then like five minutes later, you make a transaction in Florida. That was like in person. Or yeah. Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. That's the true. Case. So I think that has something to do with that. Um, well, so to your point though about how you use a credit card, I too use credit cards only because I think it's easier to dispute that. Not only do you have that fraud protection and sort of the the alert system through many banks and things like that, but I think that it's it's easier for you to dispute that. And again, there's a credit limit on there, right? Yeah. So like, it, let's say you have a five thousand dollar credit limit. I remember when I first opened a credit card, that mm-hmm. was my limit. Oh, you did way better than I did. I think that I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Yeah, mine was like 500. I mean, I could be wrong, but I mean, regardless, like you cap off. So it'd be a decline charge at that point. So thankfully there's like a, there's a cutoff. There is a stopping point at which anybody who has your account information can essentially no longer use your account information. Right. However, when you talk about, you know, using like a debit card or check or whatever, that is not as easily disputed. It's nope. also access, as you said, straight up to your cash, your actual, I'm going to call it disposable income, but I don't really mean that it's disposable income because right. that's like savings and things like that. Like I'm not trying to imply that you could just get rid of it and you'd be okay. Like a lot of people live just through like their checking accounts and like that is their livelihood. And if they, if that's depleted, they're totally screwed. Right. So I, I think I told you earlier, I've never used a debit card I never to purchase do anything. I, I don't either. I mean. And guess what? Today I had to fucking use my debit card. And I, maybe it was perhaps like doing the research for this particular episode, but I was just like, do I just not buy any of this stuff? Like, what do I, I was, I actually contemplated and I was like, I don't have the cash. I don't have a credit card. Like, okay. But I'm still very skeptical. So guess what? Now I'm going to be more vigilant and I'm going to go on and check literally every day to make sure that that shit was not like taken. I mean, most likely it's fine. Most likely it's fine. But listen, Whole Foods was hacked. That's true. Whole Foods was hacked. Granted, it was apparently not anything to do with their grocery. It had to do with like their restaurants and mm, I don't know, something else. It was not their actual grocery store. It was something about a specific cashier or something. But still, like, this is getting a little... It's hitting way closer to home. Like, Wendy's, Arby's, uh, Sonic. Like, even just swiping, like, when you go to, like, a a fast fast food food place. In more ways than one. In more ways than one. (laughs) Panera, too. (laughs) I'd call that medium-paced food. Medium fast food? Medium paste food. Oh, I get it. 
sorry, everyone, that took me a minute. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you where you're going with this whole debit card versus, I, uh, I also do not share my social security card with anyone Mm-mm. or number with anyone or even last four digits. F that. <laughs> Get away from me. What when you have to though? You can't. What? Don't you? Aren't there certain situations where you have to? Sure, but I mean, I do it as minimally as possible. You know. My DPP class. Um, yeah. I mean, that's true. You obviously you do it as sparingly as possible, and I think the other thing that we can do to protect ourselves in terms of this particular type of breach is that we need to be more. I guess I'm going to continue to say vigilant because that's apparently my buzzword today. Um, We need to be more vigilant about like what we put into emails and electronic communications, text messages, things like that. Definitely. You don't put account numbers. You don't put social securities. You don't put like any of that identifying information. Absolutely. I mean, I was using a travel agent and she's like, call me and give me your credit card. Yes. Don't text me because I mean, granted someone could be listening, but I mean, it's, well, that's very... It's a lot more something. easier to have a paper trail with something yeah. that you emailed or text. So I, I did appreciate that from her. Yeah. That's yeah. what I used to do when I sold that jewelry. And I, I'd be like, do not email me mm-hmm. your credit card. Mm-hmm. And it'd be amazing the number of people, even after an email reminder and said, okay, when you finalize your order, just email me the order, but call me with your credit card information. They'd still put their credit card in the email. And well, I'm like, no. you know what? Then that's their, their, their problem. I guess, but I'm just like, no, I don't, I don't want to be the reason that you have some sort of security breach, you know? And so, I mean, I commend everybody who refuses to put anything electronically. You should never put that stuff electronically. No. So. So what about, um, this little, our friend, Alexa. hockey puck? Yeah. (laughs) So, uh. (laughs) We got we got Amazon Echo as a gift, and um, at first I was so excited because I was like, "Oh my god!" I talked to it and it tells me what what's I happening, want. anything and you want. I'm like, "Alexa, play Marvin Gaye." No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't actually do that. <laughs> um, I'm like, "Ooh, we're in the mood." No. Um, and it would just play whatever I wanted, and I thought that was remarkable. And then... It, it, pause for a second. That is pretty remarkable. It is. And I, I won't say that I completely dislike it. My brother got it for me, for us, and it's a great gift. However, it's in our drawer right now. <laughs> Unplugged and... You bring um, out of batteries. And, uh, yeah. We, we are not charging it because my husband's like... That is, he's like, get that hockey puck away because it's listening to us. Which, to some, that might sound is it, is it super listening? paranoid. Is it? But guess what? Is it? It is, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I thought so. So, damn it. damn it, why does everything good have to come with some sort of like. I know, right? Like, There's some stupid like, Damn it, why can't it just be good? Why do I have to worry about this bullshit listening to me? Well, so, something that recently came up in the news. Um, maybe like a couple months ago, was that Alexa, well, I guess I can't call her a bitch for this, but like Alexa. She's a bitch. Sometimes. But she helped in like a murder case, right? Vocal recognition. 
Vocal recognition? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vocal recognition. <laughs> I was like, what? Um, because Alexa records things. Okay, when does it start recording? Well, Is it always listening to me? I personally think that yes. I don't know how it could not be always listening. But don't you have to say Alexa? I mean, I think that it's essentially the analogy of like a baseball player on deck, right? So you have like somebody up to bat, they're, you know, going out of the bat, at the pitches and stuff like that. But you always have somebody who's sort of practicing. They're ready to go in at any point in time. Okay, so if you have somebody who's ready to go in at any point in time, they're still paying attention to the game. They know what's happening. So you're they're, saying that she knows what's happening. She knows what's when- happening. She's... She's listening to literally everything. She's paying attention to literally everything that, that is going is on. That is freaky. I, I know. And I feel like that is something that, you know, even like I sit here, look at my computer. Like I have like my camera. Listen, anybody can be fucking watching that. That's actually really alarming. So is that, is that a, allowed? I don't know. But if you think about people who hack certain systems, right? Uh-huh. So like people can hack Alexa. Um, we, I'm so sorry, but. Before we get into hacking that type of shit, like, have you heard of, like, the Alexa, like, randomly laughing? Yeah. <laughs> the cackle? I I would love to hear that. I, I would be terrified. If I was sitting here by myself and all of a sudden... I was still covering my... This... <laughs> some cackle started coming out and I didn't know where it was coming from. And then I... Even if I found out it was coming from Echo, like... I'd be fucking out the door in less than a heartbeat. I would run mm. so damn far. It's like possessed. Yes. I mean, you would literally think that there was like some possession or ghost in your Listen, house. and I have my own certain situations. I mean, I'm just I'm saying, paranoid like, about things. So this doesn't particularly help me in any sort of situation. And they're like, oh, it's a glitch. What? A cackle is not a glitch. <laughs> Somebody someone, recorded that shit. Someone is sitting there either smoking a doobie. <laughs> Or like drinking a shitload of wine and it's like, is, hey, hey, Brad, look what I can do. Should we hire our services? Yeah. Like, <laughs> do you want to see something funny? Oh my God. Hey, hey if Brad. I press this button, like 20,000 people are going to hear a cackle. You don't believe me? Like, look, Let's check it out. Let's check it out. And they're sitting around like drinking. I, I don't get it. I, yeah. So the fact hey, that I want to know who that is happened. because that person <clears throat> that works at Amazon has a huge well, sense of humor. And then the other thing too, is that sure with this like Amazon echo and like the recordings and things like that, like once we get into sort of that hacking conversation, you know, there's like this baby monitor hacking. And like, I remember, was mm-hmm. it like two years ago or something where Perverts. some people were talking about like. People like literally talking to babies through the baby monitors because it's all connected through Wi-Fi. But what about your home camera system, your security uh, cameras? I don't see why not. That's why I only want my security cameras on the outside of my house. Why? Yeah. Why would that be any different? I mean, they can be on the inside, but definitely not in my bedroom. But let me ask you this question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> let me ask you this question though. And I, I mean, I sit there and I think, sure, like I have my, I have my iPhone, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's like this new iPhone 10. Oh my God, it's like so great, blah, blah, blah. I don't have it. Mm. And I will tell you a reason why I don't want it is because it has that facial recognition thing. I don't like that. I don't, I don't want my face to unlock my phone because, well, not that it's really that different than my thumbprint, but like, I just feel like we're giving more information I don't have either. about us. Well, it's the same thing I think about like, 23 and me or those genetic tests that I won't you can do take. 
Because who are you giving access to your uh-huh. genetic information? Sean and I feel the same way. Like, I mean, I'm just sending my genetic information to a random source that is not my physician. Yeah. I mean, that seems that weird. Seems weird. That seems backwards. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, why am I doing that? Mm-hmm. And because let me tell you. I mean, it's if cool you to found know. out somebody, some random person, collected your DNA mm-hmm. off of I don't know a glass or whatever, a Q-tip. I don't know what. Yeah. If you found that out, tell me how upset you would be. And now we are we just paying people. people to take our DNA mm-hmm. is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying that that stuff is not legitimate. I have, I don't know personally. I sure do. I have an interest in figuring out where I'm no, from. No, actually, yeah. some of it's not legitimate because really? there are <clears throat> cases that have been shown where they have false positives. So. In the I DNA? Yeah, I don't know about, well, these 23andMe's and all these other yeah, things. Yeah. And not, not to point out to that particular company. I don't really know the differences, and so I'm not pointing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. exactly. But there's been cases, and not the not the ethnicity part, but the part where you can get screened for diseases. If it doesn't go through, like, the medical community and the, what the Wouldn't medical people to? use. No, they use their own testing, and, like, the samples can sit mm. there for a long time or whatever. And there's been incidents where they have false positives. So they'd be like, oh, you're a carrier for Huntington disease. Shut up. Lynch disease or whatever, which all carry some huge, you know, complications down the road. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And people freak out and then it turns out they're not. And it's like a 40% chance or something like that. that that's a Of false a false positive? positive? Yes. It was. Yes. Listen, so, I mean. I mean, the pullback, like. You're 20% Greek. And like, I think that I, I don't know how valid that is. I'm sure it has to have some validity, but the other stuff can be, I just, and maybe this is just me. I could be in like my own like bucket of human beings, but bucket of human beings. Yeah. (laughs) But but like, listen, I know where my great grandparents are from. Do I need to know like that much more? You know, I think it's interesting to figure it all out, sure. but at the same time, to I mean, I don't know if I want to take that risk. And you remember so that I'm show? Okay. I'm okay with not knowing. Remember that show? Uh, it was like, was it Spike Lee who did the celebrity like look back? It was like celebrity ancestry, like where am okay. where they, where am I from or something? Yeah, I remember like Sarah Jessica Parker, like her great great grandmother or something I don't know was mm-hmm. like part of the Salem witch trials like people finding out like that stuff yeah like, it's cool it's cool but like do I need that to feel like satisfied with my life I mean now? I've also heard of people finding family members that they don't know about through well, those things and so that's cool you know and I, I can see that but I don't know I just I find and I I think you have to have your own reasoning and if you sense it in, I mean I, I think that's cool too like yeah oh sure I have friends and stuff I find it, it fascinating I, I'm like that's cool I want to know too but I just can't bring myself to like send my DNA to somebody. I know I'm with you I just you know well there might be, a, there's there some, might be like, some sort of like robot apocalypse coming <laughs> that I don't really know about AI is gonna take over man you know it could happen and I read like, origin by yeah. Dan Brown did you read it no oh, but I read, read Inferno it. oh you should read origin okay yeah um so I mean if there's a robot Apocalypse well, coming. I would like to give them as little information as possible to make it. Yeah. 
I listen. I don't disagree. I I think that we're we're on the same page actually, and I I think it's challenging because like I have family members who are either more paranoid or conservative than I am on this topic and others who are just like, I'm just going to tell the world everything that I have about my entire Mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. And I cannot get on board with that. Listen, I I have defriended people because they've told me their cervix dilation. Look, what? Oh my God. I I defriended mean with the delivery of Yeah, 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 yeah. Even so that is I don't need to know that. I I don't even want to know that about my own self. Listen, I trust me. I don't either, but I have defriended no fewer than two people for that that reason alone. I've defriended people for other reasons that I can't get into right now. But, like, I don't need to know that level of detail about you. And if you feel the need to share that, then get. I don't need to be connected mm, with you. They probably need a therapist. Uh, I do not disagree with that. However, I... Like to me, like I feel like the social media platform has just changed just drastically. And it's now like, I just need some place to like voice everything about my life because I need some sort of validation. I don't Isn't like that it. what this is for? What? I'm just kidding. Our DVP? <laughs> no, it's because we like to drink and we like to talk and we're just like, this is like a nifty excuse to do it. <laughs> I know. I was totally kidding. No, I agree with you. I, I, I do not post on Facebook because I don't, I feel like. People that do that, and not to discredit people that do, but sometimes you put so much out there, and it is that validation, or maybe they're missing something. Some in their people life. need that, you and know, some people need that. I need to understand that. I personally don't need it, but I don't either. Others, others do, and maybe there is something. Or maybe missing. they're looking for like help in some way. Like maybe they're looking for, you know. Someone to relate to, and maybe that person will comment on something. They need they to find because um, they don't an have that in their house of some sort. Yeah, I mean, or in their life, in their circle. That's a good point. You know, because yeah. I've seen people who put their whole like divorce out there, and you know, you're like, I don't know if that's good for the courts. Either. Yeah, right, 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 right. There's but, a lot of questions that come into it, and it's almost like. Do you need somebody to talk to? Like I will. It's almost a, it's almost a call for help. Yeah, it can be. Mm-hmm. It can be. But it's also like I mean, don't I don't know if you've ever done it, but it's like instead of venting mm-hmm. on Facebook or elsewhere, I'll I like just drink write. Some, well, sure, but like I will sometimes like <laughs> write an email just to get it out. Yeah. And then just like delete it, just so I can like get it out and like quote unquote say everything I want to say. And then just just don't send it because then right. it's going out in the world for right. someone to see. Even if you send it to yourself, right? It's still electronically. It's like a, so everything that I've been reading is, says that pretty much anything that you put online can be hacked if someone puts enough energy into it. So oh my god, right? Isn't that crazy? It is, but I mean, the thing is that while it sounds wild. Mm-hmm. It's not that crazy to me. Like, I want to say it's unbelievable, but guess what? It's actually pretty believable nowadays. I mean, like, the number of hacks that have happened, it's crazy. So, we talked about, you know, some of the the hacks and, like, some of, like, the things that you can do. You know, it's, like, obviously, like, don't send, like, personal information via any sort of um, electronic 
messaging systems, mm-hmm. um, you know, clean up your files, clean up your stuff so that they don't have as much information on you. Like I don't use debit cards because yeah, you, they have well, direct access going to, back cash, to the like, Amazon echo. Yeah. I'm just so fascinated by this thing. Wait, but is there anything that you can do about it? I mean, because you invite this into your home, right? Well, right. But is there anything, once you have it in, I mean, yeah. like, because so, you got it as a gift. So, like, once you have it in your home, like, what can you do? Well, you, you cannot do? use it like we do. We just, okay. just don't use it. I mean, if you don't want to use it, that's fine. But if you if you do want to use it. So, I was reading that, basically, it is easy to hack into because it communicates with your PC via W-L-A-N, and I think that's some sort of tech thing, but that's apparently easy to hack into. Yeah, I feel like that's true. Yeah, so it sends all its interactions to Amazon Cloud. So if Amazon gets hacked, then then it's... Dude, if Amazon gets hacked, I think we're all... The whole world is screwed. <laughs> screwed. But yes, you can do things. You can um, turn off the voice input and use the remote. You can change, There's a remote? Apparently, yes. You can change the the awake word. So instead of Alexa, you can change it to something else. Um, you can use a pin protection. But what would that do? Because I, it's still I listening. Yes, but apparently then that phrase is used locally and the echo doesn't record anything until you actually say that <gasps> word. Oh, that is an interesting way about it. So if you rename her or it or whatever. Yeah. Huh. I know. Right. That's super interesting. So how we were saying, we were talking a little bit before, I'm not quite sure if we said on the episode Mm -hmm. or not, but like how, how far in advance is Alexa listening? But she pretty much is always listening. But Mm -hmm. so if you choose to change her name, it won't activate until it's, it's local. It's more local. I'm not quite sure, but that's a piece of advice this that's is... been given. Yeah. Interesting. And then okay. um, you can actually erase everything Amazon Echo has recorded. And there's instructions on how to do that online. So if you just... Really? Yeah. Where do you find those instructions? Like if you just Google Amazon delete recordings, there's time, put an article on, and we can put one of the websites up on our um on our site, on our Instagram. Oh, wow. Yeah, but it's, you can actually do that. Um, delete your interactions with Alexa. You can and turn off, you can also turn on your device's uh, sound notification so you kind of know when it's hearing you, I yeah. guess. Okay. So, and I, 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 I think mean, so basically. There's ways you can manage it, but apparently, the fact that you've been actually even have this in your home that you have a microphone in your home you are actually saying you have the right to record me right Mm -hmm. I have a very hard time with that because our phones are around us yep our TVs Mm -hmm. are around us our computers yeah just because I have a an a device it doesn't mean that, that you has, always want to grant right. access to it. So, like, that's one thing that you can do on, like, your computer, maybe more so on your phone, but, mm-hmm. like, choosing that your apps don't have access to your GPS at all times. Uh-huh. Maybe unless you're, like, using, like, your, um, like, unless you're using the app. Like, sometimes I know that there are ones where you can say, like, um, only allow GPS location services when using the app or all the time. 
I would always choose like when using the app. Yeah, me too. Or I turn it off and then like if I'm using it and I feel like I need it, I would turn it on. I know, but I really, I really hate that when you download something like that, that you are forced to make that decision. Right. You know, it's like, why can't I just use this? Anything you download down, any app that you use is like, can we know where you are? Can we access your contact? Why? Can why we, do you need and that? It's like, why do I need that for my, you know, why do you need app? access to my camera? Right. Why? Why do you need access to my contacts? No. You know, and like the whole Facebook Messenger. Oh, I can't. Thing. I won't do it. I won't download it. You know, and I gave in at some point I because won't. I had family that kept from overseas that kept like bugging me and saying, you know, please put this on because it was the easy way to communicate. WhatsApp or Viber. I I, I have Viber. I know. I agree. I got Viber because but you got Viber. Like, I know, but everyone's like, do you Facebook Messenger? I'm like, what? Is it that everyone needs you to be on every single social media I app that is out there? Which sure, here's the other thing is that I feel like once you once you um, opt into all of these things, like you are then a hundred percent expected to be responsive almost immediately. But I feel like mm-hmm. if I don't have Messenger, guess what? I can't respond to you unless I am on my laptop. I just yeah. I can't do it, and I'm okay with that. And you know what? If somebody really needs to get in touch with me, they can like call me or text me or something else. They can leave a message. Right. Remember that? Remember when we used to leave messages and like you could be okay with knowing that someone was going to call you back? Right. Right. So why why are we not okay with that anymore? I mean. It's instant gratification. Totally. That's a whole other episode. (laughs) (laughs) We could, I feel like we could go on and on about that. It's just like a rabbit hole of a conversation. Well, I think we've, we've come to the conclusion that Alexa's a bitch. (laughs) Mostly. We love her and we hate her. We love to hate her. We love to hate her. Um, I mean, she's amazing, but she's a total bitch (laughs) at the same time because like, Yeah. (laughs) But She's all up in my business when I don't she need is. to be. <laughs> but I think that I think that the the message and sort of what we've discussed and you know what we what we've found in you know sort of our research to pair with this this particular wine is there are things that we as individuals can do to protect ourselves. And I think that every person needs to take that needs to take that onus like on them mm-hmm. that they have to do what they can do in order to protect themselves make the right choices don't make bad choices make the right choices and consider what you're foregoing if you decide to allow all of this like extra technology or all of this like potential breach information out there consider what you're giving up when you do that yeah is the benefit does that outweigh the potential uh, harm that can come to you. I mean, sometimes I, you're just not thinking about it. Right. You're just, you're like, oh yes, yes, yes. You're but just we, clicking away, yeah, but you yeah. need to be mindful of what exactly. you're clicking yes to. That is what I want everyone to take away from this. Be mindful. Keep your private shit confidential. Reserve confidential. it. Uh-huh, get it. Reserve, reserve <laughs> it for the proper uses and the proper, you know, the necessary channels, yeah. you know, and use it sparingly because everybody should be protected and we as a society need to do our due diligence to it's protect just ourselves get worse. and each other. Right. Right. And we just have to be more and more careful and, you know, keep, keep, 
Keep your shit private, people. Yeah, man. I mean, or don't. If you don't want to. That's cool, too. (laughs) More power. But we would encourage you. We would encourage everyone to be careful. More power to you. I mean, I definitely find entertainment from some posts and stuff that I see, so. But I, I mean. (laughs) At the same time, I really don't want to see it. Yeah, I know. It's like you do what you don't. It's like the love to hate, right? Yeah. But anyway, so we thank you very much for joining us for episode five, our confidential, our confidential reserve. Yes, and I, I do recommend this wine. It's oh yeah, I, shit! It is really good. It's very purpley. It's very fruity. Uh, I, again, it it has different layers to it. It's like an onion, <laughs> like an ogre. There's a lot of layers there. I, yeah, okay. And I know I did not just watch Shrek. (laughs) Or maybe you did, I don't know. (laughs) I did not. But this is actually a very, very good wine, especially for its price point. Um, So we recommend it. We'll give it our rating um, on Instagram and on our website. Yeah, please check out our ratings and our descriptions of our wine. Because sometimes, you know, we would just like to write it down. (laughs) So... (laughs) With that, thank you very much for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you or talking to you next time. Yep. Cheers. In the meantime, DBP, bitches. Bitches. <laughs>